When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. strange familiars good evening tim how you doing chad i'm okay it's been a a rough last couple days but i'm okay well everyone was very um i won't say frustrated but they really were uh, taken by the cliffhanger you know that we left them with last episode (laughs) well sorry but we got to give you guys a reason to come back (laughs) so for those who didn't listen You probably should go back and listen to the last episode because that establishes kind of what's going on here. But very briefly, Chad and some friends from Canada and also a friend from York as well camped out at Pandemonium on, it was October 7th and 8th, was it? Yeah, the nights of 7th and 8th. October 7th and 8th, 2022. First night, they had some interesting things happen. The second night, they sat down to recap what happened the first night. And right towards the end of that, on the last episode, you hear something, or you see something, rather, come down the hill, kind of towards your friend Tom's tent. Now, Tom and Ryan were sleeping at this point, right? Yes, yes. It's just you and Caleb awake. You were kind of telling stories and recapping things. We were sitting there, and uh, Ryan had gone to bed. Tom had gone to bed before then. As we were recapping, and I was talking to Ryan and Caleb, I saw something up on the hill a ways up and move through the moonlight. There was a lot of moonlight that night. And then Ryan went to bed, and then me and Caleb were uh, swabbing campfire stories. I was recording his campfire stories, you know, some of the encounters he had in his travels and then something happened that abruptly ended that. Right. So there's a whole segment of campfire stories which will appear on another episode. But we wanted to continue with the encounters at Pandemonium, the whole confrontation at Pandemonium. So this clip starts just with the end. You guys are still talking about your campfire stories. I think Caleb's about to go into another story. And then you see something. So I'm just going to play this short clip to sort of establish what tonight's show is going to be.
week later, I left for Wyoming. <laughs> so like, whoa, it was. What's up, Shit, man? The f is going on over there? What do you see? On the other side of his tent, I saw the gray form move, like mm -hmm. just beyond his yeah, tent. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. That is not smoke from the fire. Nope, smoke's going uphill right now. Dude, not cool. Hear that? That's up in the canopy. Now yeah, but that movement we heard was up in the canopy. Mm -hmm. You said there's raccoons around here, yeah? Yeah, but they would be down by the creek. That was Tom snoring. Yeah. <laughs> that scared me because like that was like just beyond his tent, yeah. and I don't like that. It's a little too close. Yeah. I'm sorry that that no, really that no. made me jump because that that was like concern for That's his a safety. Too close for comfort. I mean, it was like, see that tree there? Yeah. It was like right in here. I saw it. Too. You did see it too. Yeah. When you when I looked up, I could see it once my eyes focused from the fire. That wasn't my breath moving across because our breath is holding out. And the breath's going so, uh, downhill. Yeah, this this crosshill. Yeah. I think we should need to take a walk. I'm okay with that. All right. You showed me when we were there. So we went there for our solstice walk this year. And you showed me about where Tom was camping. So I know. Like, I'm familiar with the campsite right. and so forth. So... How close was this thing to his tent, as far as you could tell? Right behind his tent. Right behind his tent. I was literally, like, sitting there, recording Caleb, talking to him. And this thing just looms up from behind his tent. It was on the very edge. We had our lan my lanterns on the uh, picnic table. And it was on the very edge of the lantern light. And the firelight, but the light was on it, and you could see it was real big. It was gray, and there was enough light that it didn't pass through it, but yet it didn't seem fully solid. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't see any eyes or any facial features, but I had like the impression of eyes. Mm -hmm. that, like if you're looking at like a, uh, I don't want to say a skull because that's not right, but if you're looking at like. Like it's somebody and you, and their eyes were darkened. Mm -hmm. you know, like you could see where the eyes would be. And it kind of just all of a sudden, it was just like it stepped out and looked right at me. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, it just like literally scared me. You know, this oh, thing. Oh, you, you can hear it on the recording. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And then it stopped, looked at me, turned its head. You could see its head turn. Looked at Caleb. And then just was gone like it stepped out and it was gone again like it stepped out beyond the light and it was gone so it looked like it stepped into the light it didn't like stand up or something like it kind of just loomed up that's the best way to describe it when it went left it stepped out could it have been low and and stood up behind tom's it, tent it could have been low and stood up his tent was probably oh i'd say four feet tall mm -hmm. and then this thing was at least 
another good three feet above it. I mean, it was big and broad. I, I would say the shoulders were broad. I would say the shoulders were probably about three feet. And it just, it was huge. Humanoid and, form, like, you know, yep, upright. Yep, upright humanoid form, utterly silent. No noise. It wasn't like we heard crunch, crunch, and this thing just popped up. Now, that being said, I, we were sitting near the fire, and the fire was crackling away and all that. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it was physical, it moved. I'm not saying it was physical or spiritual. I'm just saying if it was physical, and it moved real quietly, I might have not have missed it, but there's no way. You know it's brushy down towards that area. Yeah. His tent was kind of where, you know, it was flat, and then it kind of leveled out down by a hill. But where it was standing was level. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was like even taller. It was on a hillside, and it was freaky. <laughs> now I think you told me this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did you say it looked like hairy, like it had hair on it? Yeah, it looked. It had, like I said, it, there was enough light that it seemed solid, but yet it wasn't solid. I know that sounds weird, and you had the impression of of hair, and I had like the uh, impression of eyes, but you couldn't see no eyes. And kind of sort of a nose shape. I didn't really see like a, a chin or neck. It was just kind of like shoulders and then like a round head. But I saw the head turn, you know, and, and it moved. It looked right at Caleb. I mean, it was looking straight at me. And then the light of the lanterns was directly on this thing. Because you could see Tom's tent, you know, make out the color of his tent and the outline of his tent in the, in the lantern light. Because the lanterns were on the edge of the picnic table. So how far away was this thing? Oh, man. To you. 12 feet, if not less. 10 to 12 feet. Yeah, I was going to say, because the clearing there isn't... I mean, Tom could have had his tent all the way on that side of the clearing and still not a ton of space there, you know? No, no. 10 to 12 feet at max. And then Caleb was to my right, so he would he was looking kind of uphill. He mm-hmm. was looking up towards the cars. And then when I yelled, he turned his head and Caleb saw it. Okay. So both of us saw it. You know, I saw it first. This thing just appeared, and then Caleb saw it after that, and then it, that's when it looked at him. I mean, it locked eyes with me and locked eyes with him, even though you couldn't see no eyes. Mm-hmm. It was almost like sockets with nothing in it, but not a hole. It was like it was all made out of that gray whatever. Well, that was sort of an indication of things to come. Mm-hmm. So in this next segment, you were going to take some things up to the cars and check out that area and then did you walk up towards the cemetery we started moving down towards the cemetery because we decided at that point we were gonna we were gonna basically put stuff away and then we were going to establish a perimeter i'm like yep things are gonna get real at that point and we started seeing lights and other things towards the cemetery let's play this the second part where you kind of walk up the road a little bit and then we'll come back again after that I want to mention that, as with every on-site recording, the sound quality is variable because you're holding a recorder and people move away from the recorder and get closer to the recorder, and that's just the nature of on-site shows. So there are times when Caleb's very difficult to hear. This may be a headphone show, but uh, I've been listening without headphones. You can hear, but there's definitely times where he's lower than others. I boosted him where I could without affecting the audio too much with what else is going on.
it is roughly almost five o'clock in the morning. Me and Caleb were just uh, down by the fire. Telling some stories. Telling some stories. And I'm sitting there, and next thing you know, I see one of the gray shapes go behind Tom's tent. And it just freaked me out, because that was a little too close for comfort. You correct on that? Yeah. Uh, I saw it a few seconds after you did when I turned around, focused my eyes, and it was... That was more than I wanted to see that close to him. Uh, to him, like he's asleep, he's completely exposed. Well, like yeah, yeah, it was <clears> not <throat> cool. And then we heard some movement in the canopy. Now that could have been an animal, but who knows? Who knows at this point? And now we're up. By... Then there was a very startled rodent that was like running away, screaming. Yeah, and you know what? And that's kind of like a thing too. So maybe getting out of dodge. Yeah. So now we're up here at the vehicles. We brought the f- some food up and we left some uh, candy up. We're gonna walk down the road here a little bit. If you're okay with that. Yep. And the moon's out, but Jesus, it's, it's, kind of blind it's dark. Yeah. We sure as heck are not going into the woods. That's no, the road. Yep. We haven't seen any lights in the woods up to this point. Not yet. <laughs> it's the operating word. Yeah. Feels like you're not a Canadian yet. Huh? Feels like you're not a Canadian. Uh, not a Canadian yet. <laughs> That's that stupid stick yep. tripped over. Now, that wasn't there when we left last time. No, no, that could have fell out of the wood. Yeah, a lot of trees came down this morning. Yeah, we actually had one come down across the road, remember? Yeah. And we, the, the thing that really surprised us tonight is the quiet. It's like dead quiet. So when like, things happen, like there's no way you can ignore it. Yeah, so I can see the lantern. One of the lanterns on the picnic table from here. Which is good, so that's our point. Yeah. I'll have to get some more oil tomorrow. <laughs> and we're just kind of walking towards the cemetery. Yeah. Now the thing is, should we go pretty far or not? Because we're that close to camp. Yeah, it makes me a little worried. I don't really leave them like that. I'd rather be just checking our perimeter and get back in. Yeah, it's kind of what we're doing here. Ah, boy. What do you see? There's red dots. Now you see the the moon. Yeah, there's that moonlight in the forest. Comes straight down. See the moonlight in the forest? It's over to the left of that. Yep, there was one. Oh, yeah. Up above that. I just saw it. I see another one close that's not flickering. It's like it's moving. I'm going to try and get in your angle here. Yeah. I saw one flick on and off. I saw that, but there's one down here that's a little lower that's not flickering. It's just kind of hovering in one area, moving to the left down. Is that, is that on the other side of the of the moon patch? No, it's right down here, like within 15, 20 yards of us. Yep, just saw one over here. Yeah. And there's no other people here right now. No. It's quiet. And if they are, they're asleep. I'm not going to be happy in my hammock tonight, I don't feel. No, this was... <laughs> that was really close to camp. Yeah. that And, and I'm far from camp. There's one moved across up there. Gray or light? Light. A light, like a little... Ooh. Yeah, a little whiff of light. Yeah. My eyes aren't a cut. Aren't. 
That yes. moon is at a really awkward angle to get yeah. vision. I don't think if we wouldn't have had the fire, I don't know if we would have saw that gray movement. The the lantern light flicked off for it, so that means it was somewhat solid. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. Oh. Now, see, when me and Tim were here, we had walked all the way to the cemetery. But then again, we didn't have anything in camp at that point, and it was just us two. We didn't have people back at there, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is good enough yeah I'd rather be down near where Tom yep. and Ryan I think what we're going to do is we're going to also go like a little beyond your yeah the, the hammock yeah. just to see if we can I mean unless you're real cozy <laughs> might just snuggle with you oh hey <laughs> easy there <laughs> hey, hold on a moment here Yes, yeah, I'm seeing the gray movements now in there. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be useful. Let's see what happens. So when the owl starts, that means we might have More activity. activity. We actually have a FLIR camera right now. Start recording. So it's hovering around one degree Celsius, which is just about freezing. Yep. Freezing is zero degrees Celsius. Yep. So we're looking at 32 Fahrenheit right now. I'm seeing like that's all sky up there that's real black yeah but I'm seeing some darker colors coming up here and there oh in the woods yeah dark as in cold yeah yeah just to clarify to folks it's a spectrum of light from real bright yellow white is like warm down to black being like zero degrees Celsius. So let's do this. Let's move down the road to with the, right? the with the camera, and then we'll go down along the cars on the other side of the roundabout. Yeah, down this way. Yep, straight ahead. Okay. Just go ahead straight. I'm gonna move kind of off to the side of you, so I'm not being blinded by the camera. Yeah. You take this lane here. Yeah, I'm just following the camera. Yep, and I'll take <clears> the lane on the closest to the town. So it gets me first. And we can see the lights of the lanterns. We can see camp. Yeah, we're good. I'm losing my night vision completely, but I can see with this. Yeah, I have, I'm good, so I can see. And we'll go around to the other roundabout, and then we'll come down into camp from that direction. Yep. So that, that establishes our perimeter. Yep. Just keep going. If I'm I stop. Gonna, I'm just going to look around here for a sec, up into the hills. Oh, that moved. What a little dark spot. Well, something, yeah, see? I'm not sure that's just because of how, how steady I am or the camera's trying to pick up what. Gotcha. This is a new tool. This is like something I need to get. You can clearly see the road. 
Yeah. I don't know. Why did we pull that out last night when we were seeing stuff crossing the road? My phone was dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's something a little red right there, though. Might just be a tree branch that got enough sunlight at the end of the day, though. Because you can see, like, how much thermal mass the wood has. Yeah. And the road, of course, because it's been absorbing all day. Yeah. It's actually like six degrees on the road. And then you walk into the woods just off the road and it drops down to three degrees Celsius. And then the woods beyond two trees are four degrees. Do we want to go that far or do we just want to go down into the round? Let's just go down into the roundabout. Well, we might as well, keep, we might as well go to that end. We're not too far. From okay. It. All right, don't go too far. You're going to go off the road. Feel the difference in the grade? Yep. Wow. Now, it's going to be hard to pick you up on the recorder, just so you know. Yeah, no worries. Can't pick up. I'm not sure if it's just moving the camera fast, but there's a big orange warm thing uh, right down due that way. You're not picking up the lanterns, are you? It might be the lantern, but I don't think so. That might be the thermal of the lantern. Is there the worth from the fire? That's so far away. It's hard to yeah. read. Yeah. Well, that's weird. That like orange. Like go back. Like that little dark. It was there. It was a little dark spot at the one base of the tree, and it's gone now. Could have been just the moon of the camera. That's true. It's hard to tell with these. Oh, we can still see the lanterns, and we're like... Oh, oh, yeah, we're visibly able to see them. Yeah, we're like on the berm yeah. up from the cars. Yeah. Not far. All right, so based on the way this road is, yeah. last night when you had that gray thing cross, it was down in here. Yeah. That's nuts. Or no, you, it was up on the rise more. Up on that rise, now, yeah. on that rise is is a um, power line cut. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's the opening. Don't go too much further. No, I'm just going to it all. Now, it's not that we're scared to go check this stuff out because honestly, I want to go. It's just that we got two guys sleeping back like there. Like leaving guys sleeping. No. Before. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. All right, the force is pretty calm as far as I can tell it is. Who knows how sensitive it is? Especially, what, what concerns me, especially since it, it seems to have taken an interest in Tom this weekend. Yeah. Rubbed his. Toe. toe and that oh that whole thing. Definitely colder here. I mean, that's just because of the cold air sinking. Yeah. Yeah, moon is just odd tonight. It was brighter earlier. I think it's because it's soon going to be daybreak. Yeah. Oh man, 
Yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll go past the fire, go down below your thing. We won't get too close to Rye because we don't want to freak him out. <laughs> I'm going to ask him what he heard. I was hoping he heard the wood being cut. As a trip over the rock. Or movement. That could have been a mouse or something. Hear it? Let's just go down this way straight. Sound good? So I saw movement down here just beyond my uh, headlamp. I'm just checking on Tom's tent real quick. With Fleer? Yeah. No good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
you can hear you guys say there, like, I don't think we should leave the guys in camp sleeping alone, which is a good call given the way these things at Pandemonium like to come into camp. And touch you. <laughs> Literally, in the case of Tom. Yeah. So you went back to camp, and then... So the camp kind of drops off. There's a kind of a, a slight incline. And sometimes it's a little steeper than slight, but it's a hill that kind of drops off down into a swamp. Yep. And you started to go down that way. Now, were, did you see something down there that you went that way, or you were just checking things out, trying to like make sure things were cool around camp? Well, we started heading towards the cemetery. Then we went when we were heading back. Caleb put a FLIR. He had a FLIR uh, function on his phone, and he decided to get to use it. And we were seeing some things on the hill, like on on the road crossing. And we were seeing temperature differences up in up in the town. And we decided to head down the road a little ways. And then we realized that when we said uh, on the first night that we saw something cross the road, we realized that that was actually on where it's kind of like a hill. It's a little higher. And there's that power line cut, you know, that goes uphill. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. And we had realized like, oh, geez, the night before what we saw across the road actually crossed on the power line cut. And then we decided that we should go down the hill too because we were seeing lights and stuff down there and we were just like we're, we're going to establish a perimeter and just see what's down there his hammock was out of camp a little ways like it was stepped out so we decided we were just going to walk the perimeter and see if we could you know just like the first thing when we were there and we kind of pushed it out that's what we were going to try and do right but it wasn't having it <laughs> now so, We'll play this next segment, but before we get into it, um, you can hear Caleb speak in, is it Ojibwe? Ojibwe, yes. It's not. And he is calling upon what he calls Bear. Mm -hmm. This is just so people know what he's doing. When you hear that, and that is a protector spirit, right? Yes. In his uh, lore, Bear is... uh especially Grandfather Bear, which is actually the short-faced bear. Grandfather Bear is seen as a protector of his people. He's considered a spirit eater, so you actually call him Bear, and these things are supposedly afraid of Bear. All right, so that kind of establishes what's going on. This next segment finds you guys in and around camp and the greater part of it where you see things is over that hill down towards the swamp. So let's go ahead and play that. So we're back in camp and we're going to go down the hill a little ways. And I just saw what I, like, beyond my headlamp, which isn't direct. I thought I saw, like, a little bit of movement. So it's probably about this high. So it was definitely, like, walking or moving. But that could have been deer or something. Yeah. I just saw mass. Are you seeing anything on the FLIR? Nothing yet. We don't know the exact range of that either. Yeah. I would say 15 yards at best. Jeez. No wonder. So you said 
You said that your tarp was touched on the downhill side. No wonder you're so far out. Yeah. I'm right there. Yeah. Okay. I don't cough anywhere. You, you, you saw me pause. Like, like I just picked it up. Yeah, that was Ryan coughing. Let me check this out then real quick. Saw some soft-footed movement over there, but it was probably a rodent. Tomorrow when we leave, not only am I going to allow something down there, I'm going to put something on this stump here. Right here. Tomorrow when we leave. Huh? That's a good spot. I'm not doing it tonight because I don't want to... Yeah. I want it to be far away out. That's why we're doing this. I think this is far enough for tonight. This place has a habit of drawing you away yep. from where it's going. That's just a little stuff falling out of the trees. Trying to pick up the early morning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how open these woods are. Yeah. So there's a place called Kazoo's Woods that's open like this, but it's manicured. Like it's right. it's it's owned <clears> by a, <throat> managed. Yeah, it's managed really well. Like all this underbrush would be, be gone, gone, but the trees would be here. Yeah. And back in the spring, when the locusts were out, when we had the 17-year cicadas or locusts, yeah, whatever yeah. hell you want to call them. I'm standing here in the woods like this. I have my flashlight out through through the uh, trees. Yeah. There was something walking in front of me that was bipedal because you know that's that's very distinctive. Yeah. Dunk, dunk, dunk. And it was literally like where that tree is, like not even ten feet in front of me. The sapling. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't see nothing. Yeah. It would be like me, like you standing there. And something going. Right. That was so unnerving. Because I'm like, I know it's there. I I can feel it's there. And you, you know how you can feel a person close to you? Yeah. Let's but, get the lights real quick. Yeah. I have no vision now whatsoever. Just close my eyes and wait. Let's look down at 20. And I could see nothing. And it was so unnerving. Yep. There was stuff being thrown at us. And then I left a special brick. And then I said to, we, we could see things ahead of us. Later on, we came in from a different angle. And I said, yeah, I left. White orb or white light. Where? Just floated across. You see that cloud, that light clearing out way ahead of us? Which way? Directly in front of me, way up ahead. The little light, the little white spot <coughs> of yeah. moonlight. There was white, a white little thing floated through from the dark across it, and across into the dark from the left to right. <laughs> and 
and I said to it, I said, yeah, I left something here for you. Mm-hmm. Could, could I possibly have something? And then it was just this god-awful wrenching scream. <laughs> and Tim's like, you shouldn't have done that. Yep. So I've made mistakes. We all do. Now, I will say this. When you get down into the swamp, yep. the underbrush is low. Right. So you can see above the trees. Yeah. If that makes any sense from this vantage point. Yeah, yeah. Now I've seen some of the like searchlight beams moving around down in there. Yeah, there's something gray moving along from the bottom left here, across the ridge edge. I can see it just here right now. It looks like it's slowly moving to the right. How close? Uh, where the moonlight starts down there. Okay. Also, it's down. It's down there where the where the the swamp starts. Yeah. Where the cliff goes down. I think so. Yeah. Up there is just part of the woods just lit up on my right here. I don't know if you could see it yeah, from yeah, your I vantage. Saw a little bit of it, but not much. Trees are thumping from the wind now. Yeah. So when the wind picks up, start listening. Yeah. They move with the wind. Good hunters. Right on my periphery on my right. How far to your right? Like how much of an angle if you're looking straight um, ahead? Clock. I'd say one thirty, two o'clock. From me. Okay. Probably closer to one for you. Oh, yep. Yeah. Gray movement. You see gray? Yeah, and it's moving slowly. Like I'm, I'm tracking it right now. Going to the right. Yeah, see me moving? Oh, yeah. It's moving pretty quick. How tall is that? Or is that the. F- I, I can just see bits of it. Like wow. it's reaching to the ground going up. Yeah, yeah. That ain't small. No. I'm trying to keep it. Uh, I just lost it. Okay, let me see if I can pick up this distance away. So I'm going to Yeah, it's ground. pretty far out. Let's see what happens. If you do that, I'm going to look in the other direction. What did you see? Was it cold or hot? I saw something warmish move across these two, like his legs. But it's not those two. You see those two things in the distance? Yeah. I think it's just tree trunk, but I saw... The, oh, right there, right there. I don't know if that's just the, the light picking up, the camera picking up more light. Or what's going on? No idea. It, it's to use a pun. It's ghosting us. Yeah. And moving around the camp. Yeah, it's going clockwise. Yep. They seem to move clockwise to counter it. The whole time they're moving around us, it was clockwise. Yeah. My back's too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that we weren't expected to come down here. <laughs> I mean, they want to be 
ballsy, you gotta be ballsy. Yeah, exactly. Sean Connery and the Untouchables. They bring a knife, you bring a gun. <laughs> we're not trying to intimidate, we're just trying no. to, you know, this is this is ours for a little while longer. Yeah. Let us have this time. And then we will be gone. And you can have the woods back to your original plan. Because I'd like to sleep at least two hours. Yeah, I'd like to get a couple. Although I don't know if I'll be able to tonight. I'm going to have to wait until the sunrise and crash until you guys are ready to rock. It's almost like we're on a road, but we're not. It's just, it like road, it's not. It's not. It's just the way the hill levels out here. The roadbed we actually went over. Yeah, you were showing that to us yesterday. Right? Yeah, you just keep catching pinpoints of light, like way freaking down there. Huh? Something was real close and it was gray. Like other side of that down log. Oh, that's nice. Back off. Bear. Yeah. Bear. Makwana. Makwana. Ambe makwa. Now you got its attention. Yep. Anim bojo. Kinunanin bijna kaz bagna shin dolin. Mishisagi nishinabe nunda. That's just saw it. A couple of crashes too. Yeah. Ambe mshomas makwa. Ambe. Gawin and Zegas. Okichita and Dao. Quick gray moves going downhill now. That's like a car horn, I think. That's possible. Like way over there. There is a road. There is a road on the other side of the mountain. Okay. Like past, <clears throat> like on the yeah, other mountain. Way out. Yeah, that's that's possible. Makona, Ambe Mshomas, Majin Mampi. That's right. Go down.
save as new res one yeah you it went down I saw like like a movement like right in front of you yeah. probably about 13 feet yeah he was looking at me and yep. I was looking at it going down we'll be gone in the morning it's all yours then it's lifting you ain't gonna like him if he shows up Now I'll laugh if Bear comes into camp tonight. <laughs> He'll come cuddle me and keep yeah. me warm. <clears throat> he is more than welcome. So my family were of the Bozunashido and Mississauga uh, Crane Clan, what we refer to the Heron Clan. But my father, when I was about five years old, was adopted into the Bear Clan. So they watch over my family for me. Nothing wants to f*** the bear. Shomasmukwa is that short face bear. That old ancestral bear yeah. from the brown bears came. I, I like that you guys have memories. Yeah. It's in your history. You ever heard of the uh Oh my shoulder. I've got a torn rotator cuff. Amongst the Inuit in Alaska they talk about a weasel bear. It's a bit of a cryptid up that way. No. So they talked about these polar bears that were long and lanky like a wolverine or an otter. And about six years ago, somebody found a skull of a polar bear that doesn't look like a polar bear skull. An ancient ancestor. And the Inuit that were there were like, yeah, that's a weasel bear. <laughs> that's, we've been telling you about for years. It's like when they found the uh, Sri Lankan devil bird and turned out to be a spotted eagle owl. Yeah. And the Sri Lankans were like, yeah, that's a devil bird. We told you that. Listen, listen, to, listen, to, to, us. listen to the people that live there. Yeah. Often when we say these spooky names and stuff and these weird animals, it's because we know them. It's not that they're a monster or some strange ethereal thing. We know it's just like Sabe. Get you Sabe. We know them. They 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 reside here. There's nothing to be afraid of with them. They just just like a brown bear, just like a black bear. You give them space. They're ambling through. Down here. Yeah, I saw too. Pulling up a little bit more. Oh, go. Go home. Do you ever have a lot of moments like this in the woods? Here and there. Not anything to the level that we've been dealing with the last two days. But like, yeah, we see things at our camp we uh we did ceremony years ago there used to be uh <laughs> it's a, a freaky one um ridge right above our camp we used to use a trail there to get into the camp about six years ago we stopped using it just because it would scare the shit out of so many people and our camp is only like 200 yards into the woods not not far at all but You'd be walking along, and you would hear screaming on the right-hand side of the trail walking into the camp. Our camp's <laughs> on the left, but you couldn't hear the screaming out of your body. It was inside your eardrums. Other people wouldn't hear it. You would just hear it as you're walking in on your own. And so elders, and there's a lot of other things that happen down there, those blue-eye things and everything. Yeah, we'll discuss that another time. Yeah. 
but we uh, we did ceremony and buried bear skulls around the entire camp with medicines to feed the bears. You can sleep like a baby in my camp. <laughs> Nothing comes in. Wow. Those medicine men knew their stuff. So every year... What? Oh, big dark, dark thing moving to the left. Yeah, I'm hearing footsteps. I can't tell this is a mouse hopping or what. Yeah, it could be. Some of that's just up in the tree. Down here. Uh, all right. Okay. So let's say two o'clock, and it was moving along the bottom edge, but it was tall and kind of leaning forward, like yeah. walking like this. I didn't mean to turn the light on, but no, I was just no, like, "You're good, you're good." It was gone before I could ever before you turned your left. Oh, your light on. It's lost in the every, tree. Everything's heading back down. Yeah. yeah. They know what a good idea is. Yeah, bear. Yeah. I guess if they're English-speaking beings, just say, hey, bear. Hey, bear, is that you? <laughs> you don't have to necessarily say it in Ojibwe, I guess. I don't think it's so much the light. Oh, that's f***ing weird. Yeah. There's a light moving along the bottom. You see that? Yeah. That's huge. It's like a f***ing headlamp. That is so weird. What? Is that not... Could that be some of the moonlight hitting down there? But No, moving. it was moving. Yeah, I'm going to turn the light on in a minute, and here's the reason why. Yeah, we could see through the trees. Yeah. I was making sure it wasn't something moving, uh, glancing off a tree. That was, that was crazy. That was big, too. That's a very direct light. Yeah. So mine's more spread out. I use that one for direct. That was crazy. You saw that, too, then. Yeah. It was, like, literally the brightness of a headlamp without a beam. Yeah. Move from left to right. Yeah. That was the so one thing went right to left, that thing went left to right like they were meeting in the middle yeah. or something. Probably asking each other, have you seen a bear? I keep catching like lights coming from above the camp. I think we need to go with the lanterns. Yeah, we check. need to go back. I think so. I think we did what we needed to do here. We weren't even really that far. It's just... Yeah, it was moving when I saw before I told it said bear. There was like a lot of movement up around here and I'm just like, yeah, we don't need that tonight anymore. It's almost 6. It's like 5.30. Huh? What? Uh, probably seven. I'm guessing. Did you hear something? Are you just being careful? There's a lot of skags here. Be careful. That's Tom snoring. Yeah, I feel better now. That we. We did what we needed to do, Caleb. Yep. Okay. I guess we're going to call it a night. That was some nice adrenaline. Yeah. 
So it wasn't it wasn't to the extent what we had. No. But like I said, it's it also kicked. This one was a little bit more bold though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I it's the first time I've seen something in camp. Because that's in camp. And you had that light last night that went up the tree. Yeah. So that wasn't near anybody other than your tent. Yeah, it was just a little, little more than what we. What, this was just a little more than I wanted. It almost sounded to me like your impression was that these things were coming from the swamp area. Yes. So we were positioned between the camp and where our offering area is, which is where the, where the kind of hill drops down at a steep angle and then the swamp starts. Yes, yeah, right on the edge of the swamp, basically. Right on the edge of the swamp. We were like kind of up a ways from the swamp, not quite in the camp. We were beyond the fire light in a like kind of a flat area and we could see these things down in the swamp it was like a light show it was insane you could see these gray things moving up the hill like going around this clockwise trying to get up towards the camp how many do you think oh i lost track because some were moving fast i couldn't tell if some were coming back they were coming down It, it, it there was a lot going on there was a lot going on and a lot of a lot of movement. They were not animals. They were mostly these gray forms. And it wasn't just me seeing them. Caleb was seeing them at the same time. And I note that the wind picks up, and then you could tell they were moving with the wind. Mm-hmm. That's so typical. It wasn't like it was moonlight, like the trees moving and making the moon move. No, you could see physical forms similar to what we saw, and they were big. I mean, they weren't small things. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So my impression of the night we were there is that whatever was checking us out, and we know it was more than one thing, mm-hmm. was circling clockwise as well. Yeah. I don't know why it's clockwise. It's a, maybe that's just the way they, they come up. I think they were moving more, more or less along that creek bottom. Yeah, I was going to say, there is that one creek-like thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when we were there, it was dry. I don't know if it was dry when you were there. No, it was flowing pretty good when we were there. Cause we yeah. Had, it's a but still, it's it's a good little gully that mm-hmm. that you could move through. I mean, that's the way I would do if I wanted to be unseen. Exactly. Go through that gully. Exactly. So I don't know if they knew we were there and they were trying to go around us to get up that way. And I don't. And it was almost like traffic between the top of the hill and the bottom of the hill. So I don't know if they were trying to get into camp per se, but it just seemed like, you know, that was the impression. And it was just, you know, there was this heaviness about everything too. Mm-hmm. So at the point where you guys uh, call it quits there, mm-hmm. was the sun coming up or was it still pretty dark or what? Yeah, the sun was actually starting to come up. It was close to getting daybreak. We were exhausted at that point. Well, I can't imagine because I had <laughs> seen you earlier that day. You'd come down to check out Albertwitz Day for, I don't know how long you were there, a couple of hours uh, I don't know. I lost track of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you went back up. Then uh, you had everything you recorded there around the fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you, you, that's a long day and night. Uh, it was a long day and night. I took a quick nap for about three or four hours before midnight, and then I got up at midnight and did all the recording. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we were exhausted. I was like, I got to crash. And Caleb was like, shook up enough. He was not going back to sleep in his hammock. He literally said, he goes, I'm going to sit in a chair here. I'm going to stoke the fire. I'm going to sit in a chair. You got to remember, it was close to freezing, if not freezing. And he's like, I'm going to sleep around the fire. And I went to bed. And then when I woke up, I probably only slept like maybe another three hours. Mm-hmm. And I got up and Tom was awake. When I woke up, before I woke up, I heard a woodpecker. And I got up. I said, how did you sleep? And he's, and he's like, oh, I slept pretty good. And I'm like, well, thanks to us. You know? <laughs> and he goes, well, he goes, right before I got up, he goes, I heard some yelping. And I don't know quite what he meant by that. And he goes, and I heard knocking. And I said, well, was that woodpecker I heard? He goes, no, it wasn't that woodpecker. He goes, I heard knocking. And this was during the daylight. Wow. During the daylight, like in the morning. He said, I heard knocking, like something hitting on the tree. Caleb at that point had went into his hammock. He went down and slept in his hammock. He waited till the sun rose. Mm-hmm. And then when I talked to him later, when he finally woke up, he said that something had tried to come into camp and was still poking at him. And he just pulled his coat tight around his head and just huddled down, was just doing his best to just kind of ignore it. Now, does like, he I, mean like literally poking or just I don't know if approaching he meant, like, him? I don't know if he meant like physically or was approaching him. Like he said he saw something come down the trail into camp and he was just like, oh, and he just kind of was just doing his best to just try and get to sleep. I can imagine. With them coming in. So definitely the second night their decision was made <laughs> on what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And whatever they or whatever it is, you know, they were definitely ready for us to move on, I think, at that point, because we were there two nights. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if we stayed there a week, you know? I don't know. Or attempted to. I don't know. I don't know what would happen the third night. I mean, I don't I don't know. Yeah. You know? I mean, we could try it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. In the morning, did you look around? Like, you know, when we got up, we looked around, we we found the spring, and that kind of caught our attention in a big way. And then we, we started looking, you know, more intently. Did you look around for, you know, tracks or any sign? I know you can't find footprints there, but any we sign of something walking a around? Little, a little bit, but we really didn't see anything. And a lot of it was we were just exhausted yeah, at that yeah. point. I did. I went down to relieve myself, and I went down a certain way, and I came back. And I actually found a small tree structure. This is really interesting. This is super interesting. Go ahead and describe this. Yeah. And it wasn't there the day before because I had gone down Saturday morning to do my business and there was nothing there. You know, this was not there. I would have noticed it. And it was probably about four foot tall and it was like an upright branch with a branch at an angle and a bunch of branches laying across it, like placed on it. Mm-hmm. There, there is no way this was like a natural deadfall. Like somebody put this branch upright, like a post, like I said, four feet tall, with an angle branch coming out of it, and a bunch of branches laying on it. Which that in itself is crazy, because how did that get built? But the craziest thing is there were some also the ones that were laying on the angle branch. There were actually some going horizontally across and some of them were like glued on there 
like glued on there. Like if you go to pull them, they were sticking to the other branches. Yeah, this is bizarre. I, I have no idea what it was. I called Caleb down and let's like take a pause here. You sent me a photo of it. Mm-hmm. If not a film, I forget which. It was a sticky substance. So when you're saying glue, you're talking about the act of something being glued together. This wasn't an industrial yes. glue. This wasn't silicone. Yes. Yeah, it was not like somebody, it was not man-made. Mm-hmm. You could tell, like it looked like it had been there a while because there was some lichen and stuff on it. But I didn't see this the, ne- the day before. It was not there. I mean, I would have noticed that. You know, I was like, oh my God, where'd this come from? And you could tell it looked like somebody had placed sticks across it. You know, we pulled on it, and it had some strength to it, whatever the sticky substance was. Right. It was not pine resin, okay? Uh, we're all familiar with that. It was not a pine resin glue. Caleb, he knows a lot of natural glues. And he came down, he looked at this. He's like, how is this sticking together? It was so weird. We didn't see any traction. We were kind of moving stuff around, you know, seeing if we could smell anything. You know, you know he's a tracker. And we didn't see anything, but it was so bizarre. Yeah, the, so it looked clearish. It wasn't sap. No, it was not a resin in any way, shape, like a, a pine resin. Yeah, like that. it wasn't silicon glue. So even even if it was some kind of man-made glue, and it wasn't like you're confident of that, I'm confident of that. Looking at the photos, and I I trust you guys. I trust your judgment. This wasn't like a hunting blind. Like a lot of people say, oh, those structures are just, you know, bow hunters make them as hunting blinds and stuff. And this wasn't that. It wasn't a bushcraft shelter. It was too small for it. Yeah. It, it was low, the way it was. It it was only, so it was four feet high at the longest. And it was only like, I don't know, three feet long. It wasn't that long. Right. And if you were using it as a hunting blind, you better have thrown a tarp or something over it because honestly, it, it wouldn't hide you very much. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Most of these don't. I mean, that's. I'm just saying what some people have told me. Why would a human decide to, you know, to say some glue you didn't recognize? And again, I trust that it's not. Why would someone do that? You know. Yeah. Why would you glue something together? You you would just tie it, or you would yeah it across. You wouldn't have to glue it. Yeah, because it was staying up without having to be glued, but it was just it was so weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the pieces that were like, when I say glued, I mean that in air quotes, were actually small, like they were twigs that mm-hmm. were glued on. And yeah, so they weren't adding to the, struct- the structure. structural integrity or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. it was just it was so bizarre. It was it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a weird yeah. one. So I mean, uh, Bigfoot snot, maybe? Yeah, or some other substance. <laughs> I don't know. Bigfoot's using loogies to hold together tree structures? I don't know. I don't know. Bigfoot's related to wasps now. I don't know. <laughs> well, when we say Bigfoot, we don't know that's what it was. You know, these things were big, and, and at least the one you saw looked hairy. They answered to that description, but Caleb saw something else which does not answer to that description and i don't think it made it onto the recording because you told me to listen for it when i was editing it i didn't hear it as possible like i said some of his stuff was was pretty low some of the things he was saying because he was far yeah. away from the mic and you guys were trying to be quiet which i totally get you know that, yeah, that we're stuff. trying to be quiet we were talking quietly and it was just 
there was so much going on. You know how crazy it gets there. Right. So I I didn't hear this particular thing. See, he saw something else, so you might as well tell us. So he goes, do you see that? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, something just stood up on the edge of the rocks. Okay, so right before the swamp then. Right before the swamp, right where the drop-off is. He said something just stood up, and it lifted up. It looked like it lifted up its arms, and then it took off. But he said, I think they were wings. And I'm like, well, how big was it? He goes, it had to be human. It was human size. And he saw it go lift off. And I'm like, what? Did he <laughs> see where it went or anything? Or did it just go like up into the night sky? Or he what? saw it just go right up into the sky. Wow. We had impressions of things in the canopy. You, know, you hear us say that. Mm-hmm. You know, we were seeing things moving in the canopy, too. So it wasn't just on the ground. There was stuff moving in the trees. So there aren't squirrels bouncing around in the middle of the night. Shouldn't be that many. Anyway, and they shouldn't be the size of humans that are larger. Yeah. He said he saw something stand up you know, on that edge, on the rocks, and then look like it lifted its arms or wings and just <sighs> off it went. Wow. I was like, what? I'm amazed, but I'm not entirely surprised, you know? Like, no. The place is so weird, and, and this this weird phenomena tends to gang up where you find one thing, you find other things, and whatever's there just acts really bizarre. In the first segment, you guys were seeing things in the town, right? Yes. And then seeing things come from the swamp. Do you think they come from... I know you don't know, but I'm just, you know, you're just your gut feeling. Are they coming from both directions then? I think so, yes. You know, just based when we were there at the Solstice Walk and we saw things moving all around. Mm-hmm. I just think whatever's up there just moves all up and down that mountain. Hmm. You know, all up and down Bowers Mountain. I don't think that, you know, and maybe even on the other side. Yeah. Because he said he heard a car horn way out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see any car lights or anything. As far as clear we could see, we would have seen car lights on the other mountain. I tried to pull that car horn out, by the way, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, grab it must it. have been way out. And because mm-hmm. you know, we were there the first time, there wasn't no light phenomenon. And then, you know, what we saw in that valley was just crazy. I mean, that was the brightest light I've ever seen. Well, we saw two. I'm not going to say they were eyes, but we saw two red lights that were spaced as if they could have been eyes let's put it that way they were so bright at first we thought we were seeing some kind of uh, taillights of a vehicle I mean, so much happened when we were there that it's, it's easy to forget but we did see at least those red lights and we, there and we saw those too but what we saw in that valley was completely different than what me and you saw like that one when we describe it as you know he says it looks like a headlamp it was bigger than that it was just like this as if somebody was projecting a big light up through like a prism mm-hmm. or like one of those um, crystals, you know, have multiple facets and yeah. shooting beams out. And it was moving through the middle of that valley, through the middle of that swamp. And the trees were lit up by it. And then it moved and it moved somewhat quickly. And then all of a sudden it just went out. There's no road there. Mm-hmm. The swamp, you know, and it wasn't a person down there walking because it moved way too fast. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a car. Cause if it I mean, was... no one's down there walking. No. That's not a place to walk. No. Especially no. not at night. No. And especially as we had so much had so much rain we had had that day before then. Yeah. We had six days of solid rain before that. So that place was 
it was wet on the hill. I can't imagine how wet it was down in that swamp. You know mm-hmm. how wet it was when we were there. Right, yeah, yeah. Pandemonium is uh, it's something else. As we mentioned, we went there on the solstice, uh, had an interesting night. It wasn't as intense as what you guys had or what we had before, but we weren't staying there that night. We were just there for a few hours. No. Maybe, maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. But we will be back, and we will check it out some more. Gail and Ryan pretty impressed then? Oh, my God, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I told you they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were absolutely impressed. They wanted to see parts of Michelle. Took on the Pine Grove Furnace so they could see the furnace on the way to the campground. They loved the campground there. So they want to walk through parts of Michelle because it's a different environment. They just love that. Even mm-hmm. just a night natural part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. They get a kick out of. Oh, Michaud's fantastic for that. And speaking of Michaud, well, you spent the weekend. I spent uh, one night with you at the haunted, supposedly haunted Paymaster's Cabin at Pine Grove Furnace this past weekend. We didn't have anything happen. No, I, I don't think it's it's not haunted. Yeah, if it is, they didn't uh, perform for us. But it's a noisy cabin though. So like when the heat kicks on, that makes noise. When you turn the water on, that makes noise, and the refrigerator makes noise. And I can see if someone, you know, heard stories about it being haunted and went to stay there and didn't too much investigate these sounds. I can see them being kind of freaked out in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But that's all it was. it was. I thought I might have heard a mouse in my room, but I think it was just that the heater is so loud when it kicks on. I think it's just the heating system. Yeah, I, I think what it is is just it's an old building. It looks really old on the outside, but when you get inside, they updated it, made it mm-hmm. so better. And I think it's just that. I mean, I think the story is like you hear the workers coming up the one set of steps because they would come up the one set of steps, get their pay, the mail and stuff, and come back down the other set. The story that I heard is people go up, they'll hear people walking up and down the steps. The one time I was there, I actually stayed in the room where you were at, and I didn't hear anything. Yeah, that's the room... I stayed in was is right by the steps. It's basically where they would have paid them when they came up the steps. Yeah, and but what you can hear when you're in there is you hear the clunk of the heater in that room turn on. You hear the clunk of the heater downstairs turn on. And yep. I'm guessing there's a heater in the room you were in too. Yeah, there yeah, is. So, so there's clunks that have. I can see somebody thinking that that was you know somebody stomping up the stairs or something, but it, it was just the heaters. Yeah, and then the place just doesn't have the same feel as other places yeah i mean for whatever that's worth i agree i totally agree it just you know but it's a nice place i enjoyed staying there absolutely absolutely if you can rent that place rent it i mean it's 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 like a little house yes it was live in it (laughs) super comfortable and i guess i'm getting old and soft but the whole time i'm thinking boy this is a lot nicer than a tent (laughs) it it is in the cold especially yeah yeah Yeah, I, i still like camping in the cold but sometimes it's nice to have you know some nice modern, not having to uh, start a fire to get a hot cup of coffee or tea. You know? Absolutely. Well, Chad, thank you for sharing these pandemonium recordings with us. You know, we've already been back, so I don't have to ask you if we're going back, but I'm sure we'll go back yet again and we'll see what happens in the future. We got to get John up there with us. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool. I'd like to actually go to different sections. I know. See, that's the thing. That area we've had so much happen that it's almost like, like we know we can go there because that's the place where things happen. I know. But we have to go to other places to see if things happen there too. Once again, Chad, thanks for sharing your adventure with us. Thanks for recording for Strange Familiars and I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. 
Oh, absolutely, man. Oh, Ruck Rabbit, you got those blankets up? Yes, yes, we got the blankets on Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. There were only three left. Okay, so these are custom heavy wool blankets. You had, we actually had one at the cabin. They look fantastic. Yeah, they're nice and warm too because I used it. That's mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it has the little Ruck Rabbit label on it. It's in our brown and red. Um, if you want to see what they look like, and they're queen size, so they're a very good and they're thick, mm-hmm. very generous size. You know, you can double up yourself in them if it's just you and plenty of room and. They're nice. Yeah, they look nice, and they're nice and warm, too. So people should check those out at the Ruck Rabbit Etsy shop. All right, Chad, thanks so much. All right, thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me. I would like to thank our patrons. Without our patrons, we could not make Strange Familiars. So thank you very much, patrons. If you like what we do, if you like Strange Familiars, and you want to get more content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All of our patrons get the weekly episodes commercial-free, plus two exclusive patron episodes every month. That's just for our patrons. There's many tiers of support there. You can check them all out at Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Before we get to our curiosity of the week, I would like to thank Chris D. for the PayPal donation. Thank you very much. If you want to help us out with a one-time donation, you can go to the show notes under any episode at strangefamiliars.com and look for the paypal.me link. If you click that link, you can make a one-time donation. I swear I haven't replaced you with Chad, Allison. Well, I'm not an experienced woodsman. I don't think a woodsman qualifies for doing the intro to the show, though. <laughs> that isn't part of the prerequisite process. No, no. You just have to be in a good mood. You just have to be there when I turn the mics on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to go back to a stereo view this week, though, because speaking of experienced woodsmen, yes. we have some in our stereo view here. In fact, I think this is an actual photo of Chad and company at Pandemonium. It looks at time travelers, they are. Yeah. Now, this is a stereo view. It says, Our Christmas Hunt, Story at the Camp. And it does feature a hunted deer that is no longer with us, for those who are sensitive to such things. It looks like they indeed had a successful hunt. They're out in front of their little cabin there, and they do appear to be experienced woodsmen. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw in a second hunting stereo view as well. A twofer. It's actually in the same series now that I look at it. It says, Our Christmas Hunt, The Snowstorm. So this has the fellows there with their felled deer. It's good they got that if they were going to be stuck for a while. Yeah. I'll put an image of these stereo view photos in the show notes for this episode at strangefamiliars.com. If you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase those and other curiosities of the week, those that are left. Allison has other photos up there, lots of antique photos of various things. We have Strange Familiars t-shirts. We have the original and the glow-in-the-dark. I saw 
Lots of people posting pictures of Greg Newkirk from their Haunted Objects podcast. I guess they do a video and a, and an audio version. We're strictly radio people. We, we can't appear on film. <laughs> he was wearing a Strange Familiar's glow-in-the-dark t-shirt this week, though. Oh, now, see, I could do it if we had the lights out and I was just wearing the t-shirt. Just wearing the glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. Yeah. So thank you, Greg. A lot of people commented on that. That was not product placement. Mm-hmm. Greg bought that shirt. I would have given him <laughs> to him if he asked, but he supports other people in this weird paranormal stuff. So thank you, Greg. That was really neat. Once again, check out the New Kirk's podcast. It's called Haunted Objects, I believe, where they talk about various haunted things in their haunted museum collection. What else do we have at Etsy House? And we have all my books. All my books are back in stock. We have f- copies of everything now, including the book that's not available on Amazon, which is Apparitions, my art book, Monsters Under the Hospital Bed, the booklet I did. It's a little bit smaller, staple-bound booklet of my artwork that I did a couple years back when I had my MS attack. We've got a few copies of that left, but that is dwindling. You may want to pick that up. I think John at Riverbend has more copies at this point than we have on hand. So once we're out, John will probably still have them. You can buy original artwork there from me and prints and much more. Our Etsy shop name is Lost Grave, but if you type in Strange Familiars, our stuff will come up. While you're at Etsy, Make sure to check out Chad's shop. We've already talked about the new blankets he added and our friends from Karmic Garden as well. What's new, Allison? Not a lot. I didn't even ask you how you're doing tonight. <laughs> I'm doing fine. You're doing fine? Yeah. Relieved of the burden of the opener. I can relax. Really? Is <laughs> yeah, it, is yeah. It, is it that much of a burden? It is. <laughs> really? Well, I'm very sorry. It's just stressful. I want to get right. I don't want to accidentally say I'm not doing well. Rumor has it you're working on a new show for us. Yeah, that is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe next week, maybe the week after. Yeah, it depends if we're going to do on-site or not. We'll see. Yeah, Tim always makes us go to the actual place, and we always – but, I mean, it would be easy enough to fake going to certain places when people are just listening, but Tim makes us go to the real places. (laughs) Got to be honest in our reporting. All right, well, I guess that's it for this week. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm going to see if I can get our solstice walk at Pandemonium – edited and out for patrons hopefully i can and in that case there'll be more pandemonium you'll be able to hear chad and i visiting pandemonium on december 21st in the very 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 cold night and everything that ensued with that but that will be for patrons if and when i get it edited in any case we'll be back soon with more strange familiars Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. The Strange Familiars Gathering Group is there also. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars. Give us a follow, and you can find us on the web any old time. <laughs> at strangefamiliars.com.
How to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.